0: It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Anchorage City Manager Amy Domboski was fired Monday morning with no warning or explanation. Anchorage Mayor Dave Bronson announced the abrupt change in leadership in a short statement. Public Works Director Kent cole is now the acting municipal manager in Anchorage. The statement did not provide any additional details. It's unclear how or why Domboski is departing. Neither Domboski nor the mayor's office could be reached for comment. Assembly members said in interviews Monday that they were surprised by the announcement and had few insights.
1: I'm intrigued. Is there anybody um, what brought this on? Right now, there's a lot more questions than answers.
0: Those were Assembly members Kevin Cross and Chris Constant. Both members said Dembowski was competent. She formerly served on the Anchorage Assembly, representing Eagle River and Chugiak. She ran for mayor in 2015 and lost to Bronson's predecessor, Ethan Berkowitz. Bronson announced the hire of Domboski as his municipal manager before taking office last summer. She was responsible for oversight of a huge swath of municipal operations, including the fire and police departments, public work street maintenance, and the sewer and water utility. Cole Hayes has been a public works director for just one month, although he has worked at the city since 2013. Both Cross and Constant said they had confidence in Cole Hayes to serve as the new acting municipal manager. Last week, the Sitka Assembly added a new member to its roster. J.J. Carlson was appointed to fill former Assembly member Rebecca Hemshoot's seat for the next year. KCAW's Catherine Rose spoke with the Sitkin, who moved back around two years ago. Carlson has experience working in architecture and construction and believes her design approach to problem-solving and willingness to collaborate will be an asset at the Assembly table.
1: How how are you feeling your... Sitka's newest assembly member after just being back for what a couple of years? I'm feeling good. I had a lot of time um, when I first came back uh, to you know taking care of my parents and we were really kind of going through a process of you know them saying goodbye to this beautiful place because um, they needed to go south for, for medical reasons and so it was a kind of year and a half um, transition period and that time we just spent really valuing this location and this people. And um, I saw it just through a huge lens of perspective um, of appreciation. And so they've um, been in their assisted living place for about two months now. And this opportunity came up to really officially <laughs> appreciate Specktown. And so that's, that's kind of why I thought it was as a good time for me to join the assembly. What kinds of experiences did you, do you have that you think um, are going to be relevant to this role at the assembly. Can you, can you talk a little bit about um, what you've been up to for the last you know couple decades? I left, um, I would have stayed, you know, in-state uh, to go to school, but I wanted to pursue architecture. We didn't have our university system, didn't have that program. So I went, you know, somewhere, quote-unquote, close, um, close by, which is Montana State um, in Bozeman. And I did that program. It was excellent. I realized through um, that education that architecture school doesn't produce architects. It produces critical thinkers with time management skills, and that can help you in all aspects of life. Architecture brought me to Chicago, where I was for another eight years. I started with the Chicago Architecture Center um, doing family programming and, you know, after school programs for teens, And that's that's what kind of really solidified my design approach um, to things and facilitating others in thinking with this creative process. Then also in in Chicago, uh, my role at the Architecture Center became evenings, weekends, and and my day job uh, was at an architecture firm and kind of doing the business side of things. So I'm not a licensed architect. But I've been in the industry for, I guess, nearly ten years. Uh, but setting up teams and you know, responding to RFPs, uh, kind of doing the initial strategy and development, uh, finding clients, um, you know, attending public meetings, and so that that business side of architecture. Uh, and then after architecture, three years at a construction company. Um, I've seen how it all works and have a good, good sense for budgets and schedules and project management um, from those those roles. And after being back for a couple of years, what what kind of choices do you think need to be made for Sitka in the future? What what do you see as kind of the big the big issues um, Sitka is facing? Um, mm-hmm. You know, during your time on the assembly and beyond. I I think we're in a Stage. Right now, we're going to be reactionary to some things, but we also have an opportunity to be proactive about longer-term um, items, and the crux of that is you know, tourism. Right now, we need to make decisions for next summer season. Um, the the haul-out a nice long-term thing for continuing for jobs, um, keep, keep that fishing industry going, which is a huge long-term very valuable asset for this community. And then beneath all of that is housing and childcare, which so it just makes Sica livable and makes it affordable. Also, just keeping the city functioning, doing that base baseline business that makes this, um, you know, paying our bills and doing what we need to do to be in good standing at the
0: at the city. That was Sitka's newest assembly member, J.J. Carlson, who was appointed to fill a vacancy last week. You can listen to the full interview on our website at kcaw.org. Alaskans who depend on the state's public assistance program for food say they've been waiting for their benefits for months. And as Claire Stremple reports for KTOO, the state isn't offering an explanation.
2: Nikita Chase is a single mom with two kids at home. She says she hasn't gotten her food stamps since October.
3: You're supposed to get it on the 1st, but you're not getting anything. And there's no communication. She's one
2: of an unknown number of Alaskans waiting on food assistance from the state. They're trying to figure out why a system meant to support them isn't working.
3: So everybody's just sitting waiting up in the air. And when you call, you get no answers.
2: Food stamps are also known as the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP. The state made it easier to get them during the pandemic. More than 80,000 Alaskans used the program last year. But this fall, they were asked to refile their paperwork. Chase says she did that in October and hasn't gotten a response. The first time she reached out to the Division of Public Assistance for help, she said she was the 111th caller. She never got a call back. The second time, she waited on hold.
3: Four and a half hours on hold just to talk to somebody who then informed me that there were 18,000 plus cases that needed to be worked.
2: Chase says she can't pay her electric bill this month because she chose to spend the money on food for her family.
3: But This is happening to a lot of people and they're not getting these SNAP benefits, so they're going to have to have make a choice between paying their bills or feeding their families.
2: She says this comes right before a cold snap in the region and the holidays.
3: We won't be having a big Christmas dinner and um, things are a lot tighter I'm making things stretch more than I had to before because um, I'm concerned about when I will get food stamps or food benefits. I don't know when that's going to happen.
2: Chase lives in Tenneke Springs, a remote town in southeast Alaska, where she, like a lot of rural Alaskans, is more likely to pay higher food prices and less likely to have access to food pantries and other resources like urban centers do.
0: Yeah, like, they should tell the Glory Hall because, you know, what if we need to, like, you know, start figuring out how to make lots more meals?
2: Luke Froman runs Juno's homeless center, the Glory Hall. He said he hasn't heard anything from the state either.
0: I have heard from a number of people that their SNAP benefits have not gone through and they've applied, like, you know, five, eight, 12 weeks ago.
2: He said clients have heard they could wait three or four months for the state to send their food stamps.
0: Yeah, like I wish they would, they need to come out with a statement because there's like, there's definitely a buzz. People have figured out that it's not operating as like, you know, it's supposed to be.
2: Ernie Hard helps people navigate social services for Bartlett Regional Hospital in Juneau. And he's hearing from clients who aren't getting their food stamps either. He and his colleagues have tried to call public assistance, but they had to wait like Nikita Chase did.
3: I've seen it uh, with my coworker. He'll, He'll get put on hold and let you know that you're number, you know, 236, you know, (laughs) or you've got three-hour wait line.
2: Hart said he works with employees at the Division of Public Assistance a lot, and he's sympathetic because he thinks the department is understaffed.
3: People there are, you know, super nice and and helpful, but, uh, you know, they're they're swamped, which is, is tough for everybody. It's tough for them, and it's tough for the people that need the service.
2: The state's Division of Public Assistance has not responded to KTOO's request for comment over the course of the last week. When KTOO visited the division's offices, Director Shonda O'Brien declined an interview. She said the department was still working to decide what information to share with the public. The department has not said how many people are waiting for their food stamps, how much longer the estimated wait time is, or what is causing the delay. It has not said whether SNAP recipients will receive the money for the months they had to wait. Reporting in Juneau, I'm Claire Strumpel.
0: The Juneau School District has extended its contract with Nana Management Services. That's the food vendor whose worker mistakenly delivered floor sealant to a food warehouse this summer. Staff served the floor sealant to students, thinking it was shelf-stable milk. The school board will vote in January whether to pursue a third-party investigation into the district's communication about the incident. Nana is the same vendor which supplies food to the Sitka School District's meal programs as well as to the Sitka Pioneer Home. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News.